This is Strange Darkness Radio with your host, Bobby Walsh. Welcome to another episode of Strange Darkness Radio. Today we have a very special guest joining us. Her name is Silver Rain, and she is a multi-talented practitioner of the healing arts. And as an energy psychologist, Reiki master, practicing witch, crystal healer, and an author, Silver Rain has helped countless individuals tap into their own inner power and achieve their highest potential. Through her knowledge of energy work and psychology, Silver Rain combines traditional therapy techniques with the metaphysical, providing a unique and holistic approach to healing. Her practice includes using crystals and Reiki to help balance and restore the body's natural energy flow, as well as tapping into her intuition and psychic ability to guide clients through their journey of self-discovery. So get ready to expand your mind and get enlightened as we delve into the world of energy psychology, witchcraft, Reiki, crystal healing, and more with the one and only Silver Rain. Welcome to Strange Darkness Radio, Silver Rain. Thank you for having me. Oh yeah, definitely. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh gosh, um, I I am a recent grad from University of Phoenix. I hold a master's in psychology. Um, I've traveled all over the world, but I call Oregon home. Now again, you wear many hats. As I said in the in the intro, can you kind of give people a brief, um, you know, uh, deeper look into those particular um, hats that you wear? Since I mean, there's so many, and you know, and again, I'm pretty sure this has happened over decades of experience. You know, with you um, being able to delve into all these particular things that you do. Uh, yeah, so I have been practicing witchcraft for 20 years, and then I just wanted to do more with that. So for two years, I've been um, a Reiki master, which I do um, a lot of distance Reiki sessions with people. So being a Reiki master, you are the conduit of universal energy. We use that to direct to people's chakras. And that's basically a chakra is a well in your body that is full of energy. And when that gets out of balance, you start to feel it. It manifests in the physical. Reiki masters help realign your chakras and unblock them so the energy flows all as one. The one thing I've not heard of is energy psychology. Is that, you know, is that something that's been around for a while? Uh, yes, it has. Okay. It's been around for a while. It's, um, so it's your, you hold energy. Everybody has energy. Everybody has, you know, it flowing through their body. We have our own energy field. Um, we use techniques like it's called energy tapping. We tap on um, meridian points of the body that help, you know, uh, calming and 
helps relieve anxiety and we do a lot with post-traumatic stress. So does that, so being a Reiki master, I think kind of would intertwine into those particular, you know, arts. Is that how that works? Uh, yes. We do um, exposure therapy involving imagining and retelling traumatic memories and obtaining, you know, that in a safe environment. And I have a wellness group right now that I offer um, trauma recovery and healing. We do a lot of, you know, um, I tell people, excuse me, and I warn people that you're going to feel some stuff. Your body holds the trauma. And you people have probably seen a lot of videos, especially on Instagram, of the spinal energetics. And there's um, certain points, you know, we work on and you see a lot of people writhing and reacting to having the energy work done on them. And that's a very real thing is your body remembers the trauma. And our job is to help, you know, help you with that. And so, yeah, I've had a lot of people have full on meltdowns and cry because we're helping them release so much. Wow, that's a, that's amazing. Yeah, can you give out your socials? Um, I have all my socials attached to Linktree slash Silver Rain with my name. Okay, great. Yeah, all of my services, all of my stores. Um, I just started um, a healing group uh, in honor of my uh, cat that just passed away. Yeah, I, I did see that. Um, yeah, and I'm sorry to hear, you know, about your cat. Um, but yeah, was it a he or she or? It was a he, he was, um, three years old and yeah, he just got multiple organ failure in the matter of days. Wow. So I helped him, you know, cross the rainbow bridge. So I am revamping my businesses. I named like my jewelry store after him just to keep his memory alive. Yeah, that's that's really beautiful and uh, nice. So you also do healing, um, crystal healing. In helping Iggy transition, was it crystal healing involved in that also or just um, Reiki? I was trying with him, but he, I think he was too far gone. Okay. When we do crystal healing and we do, you know, uh, Reiki on people, um there's a lot of people that have, you know, issue with that and not realizing that crystals hold energy. Yes. You have crystals in your cell phone. Exactly. Um, there's crystals in computers, but we also use that in conjunction with Western medicine. There's never been a point where we say, you know, just do this and it will heal you. We help the healing process. We, we want you to go to therapy. We want you to, you know, make sure that you're working with a doctor. If you want to see a naturopath um, the entire time, they go to medical school. So um, what really got me into crystal healing is when I had um, my thyroid surgery in 2016 to remove my cancerous thyroid. Oh, wow. um, it was listed in the paperwork. If you want to do alternative healing, um, we, you know, we encourage that. And that really like took me aback. I'm like, this is a hospital. 
suggesting that you use alternative healing if you want to. They weren't opposed to it. So I have a selenite wand that I used and they knew what I, they saw me doing it and they didn't say anything. Mm. And um, so I had it on the 9th of December and by the 14th, my sutures were coming out. So, and that's, that's neck surgery that, you know, that I was completely healed to have my sutures taken out. So the healing process was faster than what the doctors um, were, were the timeline that they were giving you or just your body was, um, you know, healing itself faster than what normally would take place. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to have a drain too, which some people have to have after surgery. So I was really lucky. And it's still been a while. I still don't have any pain in that part of my neck at all. Oh, that's incredible. So um, that's like, you know what? This is what I want to do. Crystals work. Um, there's a lot of people that are still skeptical, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, I walk people through that, and um, I like skepticism, you know, that helps you keep more of an open mind that you're not, you know, buying whatever you saw on the internet and believing everything that you see. So I definitely, and people are like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I know what? I encourage you to be a skeptic. Yeah. That means you're going to be using critical thinking. But if the crystals and the Reiki work, what is it hurting? No, that's, that's very true. How do you know what crystal to use as far as like an amethyst um, or different types? Um, well, I did become a certified crystal healer. So, okay. and um, it's just a lot of learning. There's a lot of learning behind it of what, and it's also intuitive. Like, yes, amethyst is typically used for healing or protection, but you also work on, well, this crystal, say it's tiger's eye, resonates with me more mm -hmm. than an amethyst. So we do go by intuition as well. And then I went, um, so it does, you do what you, what feels natural to you. And, um, you know, I did a crystal healing on my cat. I have Reiki crystals that I did for her after her surgery. And she healed up pretty fast and she was um, okay with it. And I've done Reiki on my cats and um, you can tell like their ears will go back and their eyes will start to, you know, dilate and their skin will start to twitch. So they, cats are very, very sensitive to energy. Yeah. So they'll feel it. And it's interesting to watch that they'll actually feel something's different or happening. Got it. Um, I had a friend that had a severe migraine, like wanting to be really sick. And I did some Reiki on them. You know, it didn't take the migraine away at 100%, but they said that it was more manageable after the session. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel so good. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of like the Reiki letdown is there's a lot of people that you either want to cry after a Reiki session or you feel sick like yeah that's the release of your body's filing like all right i can let it go now are they there or is it something that is done you know um with intention as far as you know saying the person's name um so the crystal healing is better one-on-one -on -one. um you know they are my neighbor so it was easy for me to go over to their house and get that done for them yeah okay um Distance Reiki, so it takes a lot to become a Reiki master. 
you have to, you know, they're called attunements. So you get your first attunement and you're having to practice, you know, 20, 30 times on people. And then your second one, you have to practice more. And your third one for your Reiki master, you have to demonstrate and you have to practice. And it took me like, I want to say almost a year to get it done. It's intense. Because it's, um, it was through an online course and it's basically the honor system that you are going to be honorable and do your Reiki distance Reiki. Okay. So I practiced a lot and I've done several distance sessions and, um, you know, it sucks when people say they're going to give you a review and don't. So I like to have when I do an energy exchange, it's helpful to me that you leave a, a review on my page so people know that, hey, this is a person you need to go to. And word of mouth helps a lot. Yeah. So um, I have my friends that will definitely recommend me. So I kind of think they're a little bit biased, but <laughs> the friends that I have are skeptics themselves. So yeah. it's not like um, I trust their word because, yeah, they're skeptical and it worked for them. So it should mean something. Exactly. Um, I'm also I'm also a rune reader. So I do rune stone readings for people. Oh, wow. So I use the um, Elder Firthlock runes and I have a lot of reviews for that. And how, how, does, how does that work, the rune reading? So, um... It's almost like tarot cards. They tell a story and it's all intuitive based. Um, I have actual physical runes that I use. I meditate and I pull the rune and I give them their reading. And I want to say 99% of the people have been that spot on. Well, it's kind of like, I call it spicy psychology. Okay. Of course, if it's if it resonates with you, then you really have to think about, oh, well, yeah, that's really going on in my life. Yeah, exactly. So, of course, it's going to resonate. I've had people that said that doesn't really resonate with me, and so I'll do another reading, and it resonates. So, and we talk about why it doesn't resonate. Like, okay, why doesn't it? I don't, I want people to be satisfied, and if it doesn't, then okay, it was a hit or miss. Yeah, exactly. Or it was you were picking up that person's past life that they weren't aware of. And, you know, right. and uh, that's what you were getting from that. And they had no clue about that because they never been. Regressed. I had one person I did it and she's like, well, that doesn't resonate only to find out. I mean, the name was a famous person, but she had a team of people working for her. So yeah, if you're, I thought I was reading for that person, not for the admins that run her page. And she's like, oh, now that I think about it, that resonates with so-and-so that, you know, manages the page. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. I'm like, well, it would be helpful to know that there's admins running the page and not the person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just like, I, um, the big the the big thing that happened that started all this was a case out of Thurston County, Washington, of a horrific animal abuse case. Oh, okay. And I was living in Reedsport, Oregon at the time, and my uh, then husband and I pulled into where we're staying, and I said, "Oh, look, it's a cute dog." And he's like, "What dog?" And I'm like, "Oh, probably ran away." About 
I don't know. I ended up on this page on Facebook that I don't even know how I ended up on it. And they were like, we're trying to find the person, you know, responsible. And I said, well, I can help. And a person commented, commented, well, they don't need woo. They need actual police work. Yeah. So, and I get that a lot. So it's not like, oh no, my feelings are hurt. So right after that happened, um, I look up and the, dog is in my place wow and for me it was instantaneous and sometimes i felt like it's a curse every time i close my eyes because i feel like i'm living it through their eyes like i'm seeing everything through their eyes so i saw everything through her eyes which was not pleasant at all um i called the number to the police department or the Animals, joint animal services in Thurston County, Washington, spoke to the officer. I told her everything and she believed in me. They had a sketch artist, um, you know, sketch out the person's face. And probably a week later, they arrested him. And it was the person I, I gave them, um, his truck and his house, the path that he took the dog down. Um, and no, that wasn't public information. I even said that she belonged to a little boy. And at that point, they thought she was a stray. Turns out it was the guy that was supposed to be babysitting the dog that he took her and, you know, unalived her. Wow. So so let me get this straight before we go on, just so people are clear. You you were with your, at, the, at that time, husband. You pulled up to a location. Mm-hmm. You basically we pulled, no. We pulled up to where we were living at. Okay, where you and were living at. I saw a dog running around the RV park. And this dog, this dog was a ghost, basically. Yes. And um, you were able to see what happened um, to this dog through the dog's eyes. Yes. Wow, that's incredible. Okay, go on. I just want to make sure we, you know, we got oh, that. Yes. Uh, um. So this officer will always sing my praises especially um if there's like a case for a missing person or missing animal that happens to be in the area um the news reporter that uh for that um news station he will even vouch for me if there's cases that i'm like yeah i can help you out and they're like well they can contact us and we'll vouch for you so you're you're so, actually able to see um people who've passed, you know, on to the next life. Yes. Wow, that's incredible. Let's go ahead and take a break and we're going to come back and talk about this. I want to thank all Strange Darkness radio listeners. We have some amazing news to share with you all. We are thrilled to announce that we have been selected as finalists for the best UFO podcast at the Parapod Festival. We couldn't have achieved this without your continued support and love for the show. A huge thank you to each and every one of you for tuning in and being a part of our community. We want to give a special shout out to our hosts, Bobby Washington, Tony Carr, and Frankie Franks, for their incredible work in bringing you the latest and greatest in UFO news and stories. So, keep tuning into Strange Darkness Radio for more exciting updates, and remember, if you have a story to share, we want to hear from you. Thanks again for listening, and stay curious.
everybody, back again, flying solo, but I have a special guest on the line, Silver Rain, who is just uh, was telling us about a um, circumstance uh, involving apparition of a dog. Um, was it actual yes. in physical form or was it in a ghostly? Yes, it was. Oh, it's a physical form. Okay. Yes. So, so w- was that your first time having that type of experience or... Is this something that uh, you've always had growing up? Um, I've always had it growing up. The first premonition I ever had was when I was six years old, and it was very brief. Mm-hmm. My mom was standing on the ledge, and I think she was probably about, I don't know, six feet off the ground, and she was talking to our movers. And it was really quick, like snap your fingers quick. I'm like, Mom, watch out. And I saw her fall. I like, you know, just, and then I came back to reality, I guess. And I said, mom, watch out. And she fell. So. So you saw it before and, it happened even. Yeah. Wow. I could, people didn't like me in school, especially when I could call out, you know, how long a relationship is going to last. Yeah. That might not be a good thing. So, and then, you know, with the stuff that, you know, the current political climate that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it coming. I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do about it, but it is what it is. I mean, I didn't exactly like, ooh, I knew COVID was going to happen. I just felt something big was going to happen and things were going to change. So um, as far as seeing um, apparitions and ghosts or what do you call them? I just call them like ghosts or, you know, they're dead people. Are they, So they, you believe they are dead people? Because, you know, everybody has their interpretation of, you know, what it is. Is it a demonic spirit? Is it an actual person? You know, why is it that some go on to whatever afterlife and then but some stay, you know, that whole thing? Um, so to tell people, you know, uh, what happens in you know when we're no longer on this earthly plane i think would upset a lot of people i think they have to look forward to this heavenly place that they're all going to go to when they die when you die you never really go anywhere um being a witch we you know we call it uh well um summerland um, during Halloween, which is our sacred holiday of Solon, um, that is when we call and what we say the veil is thin. And it's basically imagine that, I don't know if you've ever watched Stranger Things or people watch Stranger Things, it's kind of like the upside down, but not like that dark and gruesome. Yeah. Of Imagine, you know, a mirror image of our world's and tangent and moving along with ours and that is where people go when they die oh wow doing their own thing um so in some cases you you know people ask me to just just real quick just real quick um you mean living their uh, another form of life you know in that world or is it that they're in a place that they really don't know about. They really don't have no clue, you know, of their, you know, they're trying to get back to, because it seems like these ghosts and everything else are always trying to get back here. Um, 
I get what I would say is they're living their own reality. Like heaven to them would be them carrying on in your happiest moment of your life. Oh, I see. In hell, you know, we don't believe in hell. I mean, well, hell, if you want to get technical, hell spelled with one L is Loki's daughter. So um, that would be your worst nightmare. Like if you were not a good person, you're going to relive the worst thing ever on rinse and repeat. You're going to wake up every single day and that's what's going to happen to you. So now would be the time to be good. Start being good people. There you go. People out there. But um, before we um, move on, um, I have to get the whole thing on witchcraft as far as, you know, your background. When did you start practicing uh, witchcraft and all that stuff? Like, uh... um, I think it it started when I was young. And what's interesting, and you can ask, you know, many people over, you know, many cultures, especially people that practice the craft is I'm first seeing what everyone calls the man in the black hat. Like, and I'm sure listeners, oh my gosh, yes, I've seen the man in the black hat. Who or what he is, I have no idea. Okay, I hold call up. him a watcher. Stop, hold up for one second. Okay, I've seen a man in a black hat, right? I've only seen him out of the corner of my eye, and I've seen him only at hospitals, entering yeah. in and out of a door. So that that's interesting that you said that because I've never even ta- talked or told anybody about that. <clears throat> and um, it, it's just periodically that it happens. It's a tall figure. He's wearing like yep, a fedora. And black hat. Yeah. And wearing. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. The man in the black hat. And he, I don't know, first started appearing in my life when I was six, right before the premonition started. Hmm. And then um, <clears throat> probably my generation we got all obsessed with the craft and then watching Charmed. And then you just kind of want to like go out and get your first tarot deck. And I did, I got my first tarot deck. Um, I had to keep it in secret because um, my mom didn't like any of that stuff. Um, I remember when I was 13 that my dad bought me my first Ouija board. Um, oh, okay. Tony, Tony is missing out because he's, <laughs> he, he's always talks about uh, the Ouija board on the show. I've never delved into the Ouija board, but go ahead. There's a lot of people that won't touch it with the 10 foot pole. And I can understand that because you are opening a doorway. You are willfully deciding to communicate with the other side. Um, and for the life of me, why they think it was a good idea to mass market them and put them in stores for kids. I will never know. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a, it's not a toy. Um, but, in but, the craft, everything is a tool. Okay. But here's the thing. Isn't there a such thing as white witches and dark witches or, you know, blood witches and different, uh, things. So could it have been that this person, uh, who came up with the Ouija board, which I can't think of his name right off the top, um, was trying to target, um, people opening these doors everywhere. You know, so these particular entities are able to come through. I honestly have no idea what his intent was. Um, as far as light witch and dark witch, um, it's all about your intent. I mean, as a practice, I'm so I am aligned with a left-handed path. 
it's that people have a lot a lot of misconceptions of what that doesn't is yeah um dark witchcraft is you know yes we lean toward more you know cursing and hexing people only when it's absolutely warranted we don't do anything willy-nilly um everybody you you're a duality everybody has lightness everybody has darkness um you know you can't see the stars without it being dark and there's light so you need something you can't see the you know stars in broad daylight it doesn't mean that i'm evil it just means i follow a different path well i have to ask the question so you have cursed people uh yes i have okay I, and I, I take it that you um, probably felt they deserved it. people that are right. And, you know, witchcraft, there's a psychology to it is, um, you know, if you do everything in your power to remedy the situation, you know, have you done your homework mm-hmm. before you do this? Like, have you blocked them on social media? Um, you know, have you stopped all communication with this person? And then... Sometimes you have to give the universe a little nudge, especially if you feel like the wheels of justice are taking too long. The people that I have cursed, these were not good people in any shape, form, or fashion. Okay. Um, one of them, um, the last thing he ever said to me is that I hope my cats die. Oh. And wow. I feel he spoke it into the universe. He spoke it into the universe. Yeah. And now my cat's dead. Mm-hmm. Whether or not, you know, he had cause and effect over that, <clears throat> I don't know. But I, I strongly believe, you know, your words are, it's called spelling. It's called spells. You speak your words and you're putting that into the universe. The universe yes. So I try very hard to, you know, trying to be a good person. Do I bully people online? Of course not. I stand up against bullies. Yeah. I've actually, you know, gotten... In trouble by you know the facebook police for <laughs> calling out bullies yeah. and it was just like but i okay whatever so i just i tend to just you know i don't get engaged with bullies online um i really haven't run into bullies online um i've had several tiktok videos tell you know just if people want to bully me yeah. Then we're going to have a chat like who hurt you that you think it's acceptable to bully a stranger online. Like I'll, I'll break out that psychology degree and we'll talk about why you're going to be a bully. Exactly. I, so people yeah. left me alone. Well, <laughs> I, I, I see why they, they need to read your, your bio because they shouldn't be messing with you. But so the, 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 the guy who uh, cursed your cat, did you, you know, hex him or put a spell on him? Yes, I did. Okay, um, is, is, he, is he still around? He, yeah, he's still around. Okay, I'm just, I mean, just checking. He lost his house and he lost his animals. And life is kind of sucky for him right now. And I feel that justified. I mean, don't mess with my cats. Yeah, exactly. I might, I might, I might find my, my inner John Wick over my cats. Ooh, nice. Uh, John, that's kind of like a... John Wick um, with uh, Constantine rolled into one, but um, yes. but yeah, for sure. So, um, in in, in uh, I know you were saying that you helped the police in different uh, incidents. Can you uh, t- 
tell a story of another incident that uh, occurred that you were able to help out the uh, police department? Um, after that, I mean, I work with someone up in Thurston County. Um, not really. It's really kind of like it's difficult to find um, law enforcement that are willing to, you know, use a psychic. I know they have. It's yeah, just, for sure. Um, I think with the whole Sylvia Brown incident before she died, I think that left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Yeah. Over psychic abilities. I, I a um, Sylvia Brown Her fan. saying that that child died and the child, in fact, wasn't deceased. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of phonies out there that just give her, like, the for real people a bad name. But do you think, and, as far as a psychic, really quick, that they have to, like, they're going to get 100% of everything correct? Yeah, it's not like, yeah, it's it's not 100%. Yeah. You know, when I have, like, people will ask me um, about their, uh, you know, I want to connect with my grandmother. And I said, um, you know, one instance was, I mean, I'm being shown roses. Oh, well, I'm like, does that resonate with you? What does yeah. that mean for you as far as, you know, we do get confirmation um, I had one, this woman wanted to speak to her de deceased fiance and he didn't really have anything nice to say. Mm. Um, so I couldn't do the reading. Like, unfortunately, I can refer you to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and it sucks when we do try to get up. Like, I want to talk to my dead so-and-so and they don't really have anything left to say to you. So I don't want to be hurtful. I've had one, like... They didn't even bother to try to talk to me when I was alive. Mm -hmm. Not exactly wanting to reach out now that I'm dead. Yeah, that that makes sense. That's that's very and interesting. It's awkward. Um, there was this one, the this one that sticks out in my mind, and it's been years, almost ten years. Um, I have a friend. Her and I have been friends online for almost ten years, and I think this is probably. I don't know, I want to say three years into our friendship mm -hmm. and we have a mutual friend and I message her and I recite a poem that just came to me out of the blue and she's like, um, how did you know that's, that's, the, that's the exact poem that I left on my daughter's graveside? Oh, wow. And it was the poem word for word, like yeah. word for word. And then um, she asked, well, how come my brother isn't contacting her mother i'm like what well, would you and apparently it was a tumultuous relationship between mother and son they never got along and she's like oh my god you're right he hated our mom and they so the next day i noticed that this friend mutual friend had blocked me from facebook mm -hmm. like and so i asked my friend i'm like what happened why did she block me and she's like you scared the living daylights out of her <laughs> And it stuck with yeah. me, like, yeah, I scared her that much. I mean, when I recite a poem that she left for her daughter and her a poem on her graveside that she lives in Australia, so there is no way on earth yeah, that's that I could traveling. have ever seen this poem. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it scared her. And especially when, you know, I talk about the relationship between her brother and her mother that no one would know about except for them. Yeah, a, yeah. a lot of people don't really realize that. Um, and I know um, out of all the stories that I've heard um, that, yeah, you could have a, a, a ghost who's ornery 
or a ghost who's kind or um, a ghost who just doesn't like to talk but pushes things or move things, you know, out of the way. But a lot of people who have family members who pass, you know, to the other side, um, they say, well, why doesn't that person visit? Well, what was your relationship like before the person passed away? Like the movie Ghost. And I like to use that as an example of him trying so hard to move a penny or trying to move something tangible in our physical world. It takes a lot of energy for a ghost one to master the, they have to like, when they die, they have to figure out, well, what now? I mean, just getting used to the idea that they have no physical body anymore. And Mm -hmm. then to take all this energy to be corporeal, which means solid enough to move something on in our realm, it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. I mean, but they do, I don't know, people like, well, how come I'm not being visited? Well, did you just think about a funny story between the two of you? Um, did you hear a song on the radio that you two used to listen to? Um, it's, it's little things. It's a little thing. Sometimes like my dad and my dad died, um, 2020, right before the pandemic and, uh, mine and his things was marbles. Yeah. <clears throat> and I would find random marbles in the weirdest places <laughs> and I have them collected. So I like to think whenever I'm thinking about my dad and I find a marble in a weird place. Um, and they're like expensive marbles. I found like this cat eye that I know is rare. Um, I like to think it's signs from my dad that um, for me not to lose my marbles. And he was always <laughs> telling me that. So it's the little things. It doesn't have to be like, I don't know, you look in your living room and your, your deceased aunt is standing there. Yeah. People need to pay attention to the little things, and it's usually the little things. You'll hear someone with their name, or you'll watch a show, and it's like, hey, we used to watch that show together. It's just the little things that your person is thinking about you and then trying to connect just to give you some comfort. Yeah, that's it. That's interesting. I know when I when I go, I do not want to hover around anyone. I want to go see what's happening. <laughs> But uh, we're going to get back. I want to ask you uh, when we come back from this break about demons. So we will be back. All right. You're listening to Bobby Washington of Strange Darkness Radio. experiences and doing all these healing practices from Reiki to crystal healing, um, having a psychology degree. Have you ever encountered something evil or demons in general? Evil? I would say yes. Um, It was, well, one, the house next door to my apartment building gives me the heebie-jeebies. There's just something about that house that I do not like at all 
um, I had an app on my phone that acted like a almost like a REM pod, and those are little instruments we use to if something gets near it, it'll light up. This one was loud. Like I didn't realize how loud it was till I sat it down like by my um away from my couch and it went off. Like something had gotten near it. Um and then I would say the energy around my ex ex-husband's house. Mm-hmm. Like I did not like that energy whatsoever. Yeah. Um I always felt like I was being watched what I was doing, what was called, um, a, uh, it was uh, basically a ceiling, a house is where I will basically um, do a protection incantation to just put a barrier between us and the spiritual worlds. And when we cast circles and draw our pentagrams in the air in the spiritual world, it will show up as a blue light. This blue light is a boundary that you are, if you are a malevolent spirit, that you are not allowed to cross. So what I was doing was trying, and they had a lot of windows. And this house had an insane amount of windows. It drove me nuts. But when I was doing that, I felt an energy on that property that did not like me doing that. And then there was like this fenced off area that had a bunch of trees. So when the people that bought the property came and finally chopped down all those trees the energy there was wild i i couldn't wait to move um when my stepson and i uh went down the road it wasn't that far it was just like people had would camp their put their um rvs there and summer there or whatever he and i went down there and we were just like I wish, I think I have it on my laptop somewhere by the shed garage that had their boat inside of it on the other, on the backside of it. I caught a full body apparition of like this man in a top hat and a jacket and you could see his like cherubi cheeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like, we were standing in a circle and he's like, something just touched me and I'm like, we need to go. I'm like, I don't like it here. And there wasn't anything there. Yeah. And then um, we started hearing whistling. I'm like, okay, now it's time for us to go. We go back to the house and we're sitting on the couch. And it's like a covered um, porch area. And there's boards that you walk on. They make noise when you walk on them. Mm-hmm. Something was heavy enough to make a sound on the boards. And then there was a light right by the washer and dryer because our washer and dryer was out there yeah it was tall enough to cast a shadow on the wall like the ceiling and then kept going and he's like you look out there i'm not looking out there <laughs> something is big enough to make sound and my ex thought well it must have been a dog there's no dog a dog like there wasn't a dog that followed us mm-hmm. uh so yeah that was like Probably the scariest thing I've ever caught out there. Um, as far as demons, um, there's a lot of misconception. Okay. I mean, they're they're basically a different deity that's a different flavor. I mean, you have, say, Prince Stolas, who appears as an owl or a crow 
he teaches you astrology. Oh, I, okay. And poisonous herbs. Um, so I actually have, it's called a Goetta um, tarot deck. So my tarot deck is the demon tarot deck. And I have, it works just like a regular tarot deck. I mean, there's such thing as, um, they're called Shax demons. Um, those aren't the ones you want to summon unless you know what you're doing. And those are the ones that are, you know, malevolent and can actually hurt somebody if you're not careful. And I kind of believe, I'm sure a lot of people have heard about the Annabelle doll yes, and all that. Um, I'm fairly certain a Shax demon resides in her or a demon that's, I don't know. I just know, uh, most of the demons that I work with, Mm -hmm. they're not all about that. They don't, you know, well, there's people that get possessed. Yeah. There's people that have severe mental illness that need to get mental medical treatment. Okay. Let's stop. Stop for one second. Because again, people are be like, wait, 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 what did she just say? So you actually work with demons? Yes, I do. Okay. So how did, how did that come about? Is this doing your practices with those particular tarot cards that open this particular pathway or how did this come about? Um, this came about as more curiosity for a book that I was writing. And then it just sort of like, yeah, this aligns. Um, I, I, um, I practice Luciferian witchcraft and Lucifer one, not the devil. Okay. He is, um, uh, he's the light bringer. He is basically Switzerland until he doesn't want to be Switzerland anymore. Okay, what do you mean um, by that? He's neutral. He's 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 neutral. I mean, he teaches. He's about you know, um, science and practicality and um, being a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, Satan. Um, one that means adversary, and there's a lot of people that will say it's the same, and it's not. Um, and it's not a de- it's not an Satan isn't like an actual deity. It's a job title that oh, okay. is filled by different deities. Got it. Um, you know they have actually, and I met. I have a friend um, that you know practices Satanism, and I joined a group a long time ago. I think a very extremely boring group of people. <laughs> they have they have rules and tenets that you know the hurting of animals and children and people that doesn't jive with them. So they're, so they're not doing orgies or anything like that, or, I mean, if they're sex orgies, sure. I mean, witchcraft oh, okay. is all about love, 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 sex and awesome drugs. Um, oh, okay. but it's with consenting adults. Yes. They're going to be doing that. And then you have like people, especially now in the media that, you know, um, the stars are all demonic or Illuminati is all demonic. And, mm-hmm you can probably ask someone that belongs to the church of Satan that they're no, we don't claim that. Yeah. Um, that's not what we're all about, especially hurting children. Mm -hmm. Um, I've actually, um, it took a long time for me to actually get the cats that I have. Um, because people have done a deep dive on my Facebook page. Oh, Mm -hmm. well, you're into witchcraft. I'm not going to give you a cat. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I like, is there something but I like with cats, cats and witchcraft that um, um, you guys do with cats? 
Um, so some cats can be a familiar and there's connotations of familiar that it's a, you know, Satan in disguise and that's not true. Um, or we just have house cats. Mine are just house cats. But, um, you know, we'll think in that, you know, we're sacrificing animals. Um, is there animal sacrifice in some of the crafts? Sure, but that's not really practiced anymore. And if it is, it's done at with, with the most utmost and deep respect for the animal's life. Mm-hmm. It isn't willy-nilly. We're just out killing animals just for the fun of it. Are you now? You're not with this particular group anymore, correct? You're no, I'm uh, not. I was. I joined that group on Facebook out of curiosity because of a book I was writing. Because I don't like taking things for face value. Mm-hmm. I want to research it for myself, and I'm very adamant about research. Um, that's you know. I think I've always wanted to learn everything I could about everything. Um, especially if I see things online that don't jive, like, hmm, I don't think that's right. I'm going to actually research it. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the cause from being a psychology major Yeah, is you have to research everything before you write it down and dare to have it published. So I'm all about research. You can listen to Strange Darkness Radio on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also on our hosting site, Podbean, or any podcast hosting site. Welcome back to Strange Darkness Radio with your host, Bobby Washington. So out of, uh, out of all these particular um, things that you're into, um, how did you escape the whole Christianity and um, biblical side of God to come to this particular, you know, side of witchcraft, um, which, um, being a Luciferian, you know, all that particular. When I was a child, we went to church and I didn't understand any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember particularly I was, I think, six years old and I was left alone in the Sunday school room. We did a project and everybody left and left me stranded and it terrified me. Um, I was always the kid that was getting in trouble in Bible school. Like my brother's heavily Christian. Um, so I would, we would go to church and Sunday school and I was always getting in trouble because I'm like, that doesn't make any sense at all. And they got tired of me questioning and I'm just like, well, that's not very awesome. If you can't even question, you know, any of this. Yeah. Um, and then I had something happen to me in 2011 that, you know, that I changed had, your whole belief system and all that. Yeah, I had a mental health breakdown, and unfortunately, my state doesn't take too kind. Children, you know, I can talk openly about it now. I mean, yeah. sure, people are going to judge me. I really don't care mm-hmm. if people judge me because they haven't lived my life. Um, So I had a mental health breakdown and I was separating from my daughter's um, father and he didn't take too kindly to that. So children's services got involved and unfortunately none of them have a degree in psychology or social work or even child development. Mm -hmm. They don't like anybody that has a mental illness. Yeah. Um, So I decided that, you know, I didn't want my children going down the rabbit hole in my mess. 
they went into care, but I would, people like, well, you need to pray to God. And I did probably about for two weeks. And I don't know jokes on me that like a week later that I have Jehovah Witnesses knocking on my door. I mean, that's not cool. I mean, you send me them of all people. And it was all right. I mean, because I was, I was upset and lonely and devastated that, you know, as they said, another human around to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, this isn't what I need. I don't understand this. Like people are like, well, God doesn't give you any more that you can handle. Seriously. I mean, this isn't, this isn't okay at this point. Yeah. And I was questioning it too much. And then I moved and I found a group that were pagans and they were kind of cool until they weren't. They were very cult. We, there's, um, it's called Bonewits um, Cult Dangers Checklist that you can Google online that if you're hanging out with this crowd of people, you can actually go through a checklist of, to make sure that they're not a cult that you're hanging out with. Oh, wow. Um, so they were very cult-like behavior for being pagans, and that wasn't okay with me. So I just started to do my own thing. And as soon as they found out that my path was different than theirs, because they're all love and light, which is, I mean, Wiccans are cool um, that aren't, you know, the love and light brigade. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just positivity out the ass, and it's annoying. Okay. Um. You know, let's love and light your offender. Let's love and light your abuser. No, they need to go to jail. <laughs> exactly. Love and light and wishing them happiness and rainbow and sunshine. Um. So, yeah, when they found out that I wasn't all love and light, they actually, you know, they got really nasty. Oh, and wow. I'm just like, that's not, that's not very nice to yeah. do that to someone when you don't agree with I said I wanted to talk to them about something that I'm writing a book, and one of them just went off on me, like calling me delusional. And wow, I thought we were friends. Awesome. Wow. Only to find out, you know, I had brought my daughters with me because we had like it was we had what's called open circles, and we were doing like this. Um, so basically, you know, we do our casting of the circle and it's about friendship and you know singing songs and all about positivity intent i had my kids with me and then um my daughter when she was little she was up on this um climbing on this chair and she was like she likes to climb on everything well she looked like she was about to fall and they really like well you're you're a terrible parent Mm -hmm. your daughter almost fell and blah 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 that's what she did I mean, she climbs on everything. She's going to fall. She's not hurt. And she's going to pick herself back up again. Yeah. I know her enough to know that she was okay. Mm-hmm. But to say one thing to my face and then to turn around and stab me in the back and then, um, yeah. So you just have to find your own way. And right now I'm part of this fantastic group on Facebook that jives with my beliefs. We're not really, we're not gatekeepy. Um, and they celebrate you discovering your path. What's the name of, of this particular group? So they're, um, they're called the, the Grey Witches Haven. Okay. And, you know, they're a fantastic bunch of people. Um, I'm an approved reader in their group and you have to be tested. It's not like, oh, I do readings. No, you have to like two people and they, you have to do your reading and then people have to vote on whether or not 
that was, you know, it resonated. So in that group, I'm approved to do runes, dream interpretations, and wax interpretations, which is the leftover candle wax. And then you do a reading of what you feel that the picture is telling you. Mm. Wow. And with dream reads, I pull psychology into it. Like we dig into the psychology when you want a dream interpretation. I mean, you wear so many hats. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I'm adding more. I'm I'm registered on, it's called Udemy. And there's mm-hmm. a bunch of classes that you can take. By the time I'm done, I think I'll have like 14 different certifications and stuff. The book, you, you mentioned that you wrote a particular book. What is that book called? Oh, the book that I'm working on. Oh, you're oh you're not finished it's, with it. Oh, okay. It's, it's a work in progress. Okay, got um, it. Got it. So it's it's a trilogy. Um, so it's not really it's not really dystopian. It's really freaking. It's really out there. It's um, you know, there was a nuclear fallout. The world rebuilt itself, and it's kind of like it's not Hunger Games. But it's kind of like they had technology, like the main city had technology. You know, they still have technology. And it's a bunch of witches that are saving humanity from shape-shifting aliens. Mm. Now, it's, is, it's this, really there. is this all fiction or is any of this? Yeah, it's know, all fiction. Oh, okay, all fiction. Okay, got it, got it, got it. <clears throat> Okay, well, also, okay, you said you've had, um, you know, alien interaction as far as possible UFO abduction. Uh, yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like, and also the timeline, because, you know, I know when it comes to uh, UFO abductions, um, it's usually you're being followed by them uh, for long periods of time, like, you know, decades as being younger right. or older. Um, so can you tell me a little um, bit about it? It was 1998. No, 1999. I was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And uh, we had, I lived in Dallas, Oregon, and they'll say Dallas, Oregon is like rumored to be a UFO hotspot. Um, before that, I would see something, you know, darting around in the sky. And then I would hear this sound that even if I hear it today, I know that I'm being visited. Like you cannot mistake the sound. So it sounds like if you know what a reefer truck sounds like, the trucks with the refrigerators when they're idling. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a combination of that, a little bit that it's revving, and it sounds like um, the wash cycle on a washing machine. So it's a very distinct sound that it, I don't know, my stomach kind of turns and I kind of get anxious every time I hear it, like out of the blue when there's no possible way that I can hear it. We live down a road, there is not going to be any trucks. Yeah. going down that road at all like you're not trucks are not allowed down that road and there's nowhere for them to go um i started hearing that for about a week before the incident and i was looking outside like what is that sound i mean it, there's nowhere for it to go um i remember that it was the time that our neighbors hired a bunch of people to um bail up their a field because it was for straw and so there was probably about four combines and combines are big and menacing by themselves um so i had gotten used to it so i never paid attention and they kind of they just they were menacing whatever 
It was nighttime, so the combines were parked along the side. And I saw like this bright light in the fields. There's no way to put a light in that field unless they fed a line to my neighbor's house and put a big, you know, floodlight out in the field. But it wasn't, it was just like, it was just there in the middle. And there's a house way, like, almost like a football field length away. And because of the curvature of the earth, you're not going to see it in the middle of the field. Yeah. Even on, like, the clearest of nights. And that caught my attention. And then what caught my attention more was I saw what I thought were people standing in the middle of this field, like off to the side and not that far away from me. I'm like, well, that's weird. I thought it was the workers, but it's nighttime. What the hell are they doing? Talk like, okay, you're weird. And I'm like, do I run inside? I mean, what do I do? Cause I don't know. I mean, are they going to try to kidnap me? I don't know. So I go and feed my pigs, whatnot. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm nosy. Like, stupid white lady, I'm going to be nosy. <laughs> I walked over there with my flashlight. Yeah, I mean, there's this, like, offshoot, there's this guy on Facebook that he's hilarious, and he has a clothing line that white women ain't scared of shit. Yeah. I mean, we're stupid. We're just, <laughs> we're nosy and we're stupid. <sighs> so I was a stupid teenager, and people are probably like, why did you go near it? Because I'm stupid. I'm curious. I'm nosy. I'm a nosy white chick. What do you want from me? <laughs> it was just off. She doesn't mean um, that for all for so, all uh, people you know, of European descent. People just because no. <laughs> just just giving a, a, a disclaimer. So white girls are nosy. <laughs> um, I'm the girl in the in the horror movie that's going to go find where the noise is coming from. <laughs> that's just. So on so these I figures, were there. they were they real quick on the figures? Were they human? humanoid or no were they... they weren't i oh, okay. shone my light onto them and they had long fingers and yeah they were clearly aliens and they stopped and looked at me and their skin was like i want to say they were wearing jumpsuits because it was like you could see their skin it was like this grayish green okay really long fingers really really tall and i yeah light up and i see their heads and their eyes and i'm just like oh you're not people I remember like turning around and like kind of running back to my house. And I probably want to say I was about 20 feet away from the gate. I remember opening it and I remember closing it. I don't remember anything else. I wake up and I lose 12 hours of time. Wow. And I don't remember anything. And then after that, I started going outside when it was still kind of daylight to feed my pigs. I would not go out there in the dark anymore i did not like going out in the dark into the grot into the um barn i mean i did one more time and right after that i had my back turn and i'm feeding my pigs and talking to the cows and the cows and the pigs just started going bonkers mooing for no reason my pigs were going crazy running around and squealing and I'm just like, what is the matter with you guys? You know, there's nothing out here. I go inside where the cows are and I'm trying to check if, you know, there's a critter in there that's disturbing them. If there's a cat, um, I walk out into the field with my light and I can see in the field and there's a bunch of eyes and it's probably coyotes. I mean, that's, you know, 
it's normal to see either deer or coyotes. It's not a big thing for me to be worried about that. Well, I walk back, I shut the gate, and I still have my back to the doorway. It doesn't have a door on it. It's just open. And I'm standing there, and next thing I know, the light clicks off, and there's a hand that goes over my mouth. And I'm just like, and my pigs and cows are going apeshit. And there's nothing that I can do. I'm like frozen in terror. And then it felt like forever. And then the light goes back on. And you have to click that light on. That light did not go off by itself. So I don't know if it was a person or what. But the skin did not feel like a person. And so I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with coming out here at nighttime. Like this is not happening again. In that particular incident, um, did you have any time loss or anything like that? Uh, I think it was about an hour because I come inside and my mom's like, where were you? I'm like I was outside and she was like, that was an hour ago. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, I'm, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Um, I still kept hearing that noise in this, in that sound. And I kept seeing the, um, whatever dart and back and forth in the sky. And then flash forward to um, 2000, 2000, it was my, like, right before my 19th birthday. And um, I'm laying in bed with my boyfriend, and I start hearing that sound. And I told him the story of what that sound means. He's like, I hear it too. So I wasn't crazy, and I was, you know, starting to hear a sound. And then um, it was my birthday, and he bought me a balloon. And I said, can you please take that balloon? and put it in the hallway because, it, you know, it looks, it reminds me of, you know, them. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, okay. We go to bed and I felt something brush my head and I kind of look up and I thought it was a balloon and I roll over and go to sleep. I woke up and I said, I thought I told you to take the balloon out of here. And he's like, I did. So something was in my room standing above my head watching me sleep. Wow. And that was just like, and that didn't happen again for a long time. Um, I didn't really have any incidents until um, I moved to Charleston, and that was like uh, 2012, 2013. My, it was a little bit later when um, my then husband and I moved to Reedsport in like 2015. And we're watching the show Dark Sky, movie Dark Skies on Hulu. And there was a scene that she's walking up the stairs and down the hallway, and there's an alien behind her. And he looks at me, and I'm white as a ghost. And he's like, what's going on? I said, I literally just remember what happened to me when I was abducted. Oh. And he's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. But to this day, I can't watch that movie. It is too... It's too much for me. I get the heebie-jeebies every time I watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, what happened? And I said, um, I remember I woke up and I was in this room and there were like, I don't know, four or five aliens standing around me. And it felt weird. It almost felt medical. And I sat up because I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of them that was standing next to me put their hand on my shoulder and kind of gave it a squeeze, like you're going to be okay. And I'm just like, what happened? Apparently, and I remember that I had a bump on my head. I'm like, where did this come from? 
apparently I was so freaked out of the time that I, uh, I saw them as a teenager. We had little um, pavers like for steps. Mm-hmm. They weren't exactly in the ground. They were kind of standing up. I had fallen and I had tripped and I had hit my head. Oh. And um, at that time, my mom, I should have been taken from my mom like years ago, many times. She was not the best. Um, she wouldn't have noticed that I was gone until the next morning. Like she would have been able, I would have like died of exposure or I don't know, or being eaten. I don't know what would happen to me, but she like, she was too absorbed in her own little world that she wouldn't have noticed that I was gone mm-hmm. at all. But I ever came back in this house. We couldn't leave you outside. Like we felt bad that we scared you half to death. So it was pretty much like them patching me up. Oh, that's what it was. Sure it wasn't, that I was okay. Okay. It wasn't like they Making were sure that I was okay. doing anything to you or, you know, all the no. things you hear uh, when it comes to alien abductions and all that. So hmm. I think when I hear those stories, I almost believe that's an implanted memory. Like they don't want you to remember. So they're going to make the experience to you as horrible as possible. Do people have stuff happen to them? It probably depends on which one, you know, they encountered. Just like people, there's bad seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I got up. Um, and then one of them that was kind of like, I don't know, attentive to me. Um, you know, uh, I guess I was on their ship and open up like the bay doors to the window. And if I could have had a cell phone back then to take a picture, I <laughs> wish I did. Yeah. And so you and still have that memory room. though? You have that memory of yeah. seeing that? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was unreal. I mean, and then the stuff that I know, because it usually happens when I hear a high pitch in my ears that I start getting a whole bunch of visions. Um, you know, the names of their ships. And I watch a show um, called Skinwalker Ranch. Yes, I watch that show also. That I'm just like, um, it is my dream and my goal to be able to be invited out there because <clears throat> I can tell them the secrets of their ranch. I was shown it. I mean, when you're a nobody in the UFO and paranormal community, you know, being shown a lot of things so I have, yeah, I have like, I guess this continual psychic connection with the ones that took me because they've taken me more than I get. I, I call it being borrowed because, I mean, I remember a time that I was woken up because um, I felt I was being pulled out of my bed. Like my boyfriend at the time, he woke up because I was almost completely off. I was off the bed. And him grabbing me and yeah, yeah, he woke me up and I remember falling back into the bed and it was not pleasant falling that like, I don't know, a good, I want to say I was a good three feet off the bed. Wow. So um, this connection that you have with them, do you know the race um, of these particular aliens? Because I know a lot of people believe there's all kind of different races that, um, the ones I particularly deal with are the, um, what they're what they're called the Greys. Oh, okay, the Greys is the ones that have are connected with me. 
I kind of believe. Um, so it was 2016 when I had to have my thyroid removed because it was riddled with tumors and cancer. I mean, your thyroid is your organ that absorbs all of your radi- all radiation exposure. So, I mean, so you think I, mean, I recommend that people ship. wear neck guards. Yeah. Do you think being aboard that UFO? I recommend people recommend, yeah. I think it was my continual um, contact with them. Okay. Because doctors couldn't explain why at, um, what, not even 35 years old that I have two, no, I had three kinds of cancers in my thyroid. Mm-hmm. That they're just like, yeah, they couldn't explain that at all. Wow. Well, let's go ahead and take a break and we'll be back in a minute with Silver Rain. You can listen to Strange Darkness Radio on iTunes or Spotify or any of your podcast hosting sites. So, yeah, you were um, telling us about your medical uh, condition there. Um, so it, you're all better and no, cancer-free and all that good stuff, right? Um, it's being managed with medication. Okay. Okay. Well, I that, mean, it's not, thyroid cancer is not pleasant. Yeah. It's funny how the doctors will call that the good cancer. Oh, wow. Okay. Because it's localized to the thyroid, but it's not the good cancer. It's yeah. not any how much you actually depend on your thyroid. Mm-hmm. Like I have no um, bodily temperature control anymore. Oh wow, yeah. So kind of like hot and cold so, going on a lot. Yeah, or I don't know that I'm cold until you know, hey, my arms hurt because I'm cold. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's not, it's always hot and cold at inconvenient times. Yeah. If your temperature drops, you know, too much and, you know, too far and you're not even aware of it until it's too late. So, yeah. Yeah. I have to be careful in taking hot showers because I really, I mean, aside from having um, fibromyalgia, lupus, just being able to really discern hot and cold, I have to have, you know, my partner, like, that's really hot. Mm -hmm. Or you need to stop working because it's really hot in here and you need to, like, oh, no, I'm fine. Yeah. You're red in the face. You need to go sit down. Oh, exactly. not even noticing that I'm ex- having external signs that you are overheated. Yeah. So it sucks. I like going outside, but if it's hot outside, I really can't go outside. Mm-hmm. Wow. So have have you had any other incidents with UFOs? Hopefully not. Um. The house in Charleston, when I lived there, I mean, I have a, I have a picture. It's a really bad picture, but you can see the silhouette of, I guess, an alien that I caught in the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, 
then I remember before I left that house, I actually upload. I took a picture of a UFO and sent it sent it to like the MUFON website because it was really weird. That was not a helicopter. I kept like bobbing in between the trees. I mean, and I hate cell phones because they're crappy videos. Yeah. Um, I remember there was like a shed with a car on one side and wood on the other. I swear I saw something in there. I'm like, you better leave or I'm calling the police or some stupid whatever. <laughs> and I turn, I get a, I shown the flashlight on it. It was my cat on top of the car. No way. I know I saw something standing in there. Yeah. I mean, that was absurd. Um, or I'm downstairs by myself and I'm in the bedroom and I hear the sliding glass door open and my name being called. And what freaked me out is um, I have a name that I was adopted. And as soon as I found out that I had a birth name, mm-hmm. I started going by that. Oh, I see. So for whatever to call me by a name that I no longer use freaked me out. Yeah. And I'm like, I go and I shut the door and I lock the door and I'm like, that's not even cool. Or I've been woken up by something like pulling the blankets off the bed and I wake up. And it wasn't a really tall alien. It was kind of short. Mm-hmm. And I see it and I'm like, hey, it stops and turn around, turns around and looks at me and then bolts. So, and then what really got me is the one time where our room was, was like a basement apartment. There is no physical way to shine any light from outside in our in our room. Like, you'd have to be standing in a really obscure place. Um, I was woken up because not only was our entire room lit up, there was a bright orange light shining into the windows. And there's absolutely no way for that to be physically possible. And I, like... I woke up my husband. I'm like, there's, what is this? And he's like, I don't know. It was really strange. So throughout all these, the incidents and things that happened to you, have you ever correlated, um, you know, whether it's, um, the paranormal side of things that are happening, you know, cause they do say, some say demonic, uh, spirits or apparitions can, um, you know, play tricks on you as far as, you know, whether they're, you know, acting as aliens or coming to you in different, um, you know, types of, uh, types of things, whether it's animals, whether it's humans, whether it's, you know, anything like that. Do you think any of that could play into, um, talking or dealing with demonic, uh, spirits or anything like that? Um, no, I don't think so. I think, you know, aliens are aliens. And yeah. then when you see like paranormal shows and there's, you know, malevolent spirits, mm-hmm. that's most of the time is like residual energy from a very unhappy person. Yeah. I mean, um, I have been woken mm-hmm. up and hearing, you know, voices of particular demons like, um, you know, Baphomet's one, but Baphomet's like, a teacher and kind and not, you know, I've never had anything bad happen to me when I was, you know, dealing with demons. You're the first person I've ever heard of say any of that, <laughs> just for the record. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, everyone else. I'm not, you know, the group that I'm in on, on Facebook, there's a lot of us that um, one person does like 30 day dedications to different demons. 
Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, so yeah, no, I've never had anything, you know, when people say, oh, that's a demon talking to you and not your dead relative. No, that's your dead relative. Um, you know, like I said, there's, there's different there. Yeah. Demons are just different deities. They're spicy deities. I like how you say that, spicy. I like to call them spicy. They're spicy deities of, you know, they all have their different specialities just like regular deities do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then... Um, I, I've never had anything bad happen to me. Yeah. I've had a lot of nasty spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> really just grumpy people. I don't know, say you move into a house, it's like an old farmhouse, and you start doing stuff like redecorating. I mean... You know, part of, you know, my craft is we like to talk to our houses, get the feel of the energy, let the, you know, if the previous owner is there in spirit, you know, hey, I'm going to be redecorating your house. I hope you don't mind. You yeah, know, that's, consulting yeah, yeah, them. people really should do that, though. It, it and would... if they're acting out, they're having a tantrum that you're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I also... I'm going to get my paranormal, you know, stuff off the ground next month. I want to go to houses for investigative purposes. Yeah, really quick, because you were talking about, you know, having, uh, you know, the uh, different meters and stuff or whatever to be able to detect uh, the presence of a ghost and all that. So I was going to ask you, do you actually go out and uh, do that? Um, I did it once at a cemetery with two people and we had a lot of activity. Mm. Um, that was really interesting. Uh, something was throwing our bane against the shed to get our attention, and I said, "Just because there's three of us, I don't particularly feel comfortable going and investigating that." Mm-hmm. Um, because we were sound, we were surrounded by rocks. They <laughs> like to throw rocks at you. Don't you don't want to get pelted. I mean, you, yeah, you, and it's, um. Yeah, that was really sketchy. And if people want to go investigating, make sure there's nothing that they can throw at you. Yeah. I mean, we were surrounded by gravel. We were taking a risk by doing that and taking a risk of not having stuff thrown at us. Okay. Um, and, and so real quick, your whole thing is when you're encountering something that is doing that, whether they're throwing something, whether they're moving something, trying to scare you away, you're equating that to a person to, to a person opposed to a demon or something evil. Yeah, it's just a person. Okay. That's interesting. There's a lot of people that can be evil. Oh, for sure. They're, Definitely. I mean, there's poltergeists and poltergeists. <laughs> they are residual energy that is manifested into something from either people that have bad negative energy all the time. Mm-hmm. And another thing with poltergeists is menstruating women and people that are going women that are going through menopause manifest poltergeist more because their energies are all over the place Mm -hmm. um the house apartment that i lived in in newport oregon in 2011 i left because something attacked me oh wow there was a poltergeist and an energy in that house um i had a dry erase board attached to my wall with 3M stickers, and 3M stickers are very, very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, person that I was dating was staying over, and we heard this loud bang, and we, I go into the living room because we're just us. And that 3M, that dry erase board was thrown across the room. 
and there was nothing there that could have thrown anything across the room. Um, my last straw was I had something, I've, I'm by myself, something, I feel the bed move. You know how when people get on the bed and it moves? The bed moved. Something grabbed me by my ankles and shoved my knees practically all the way to my chest, sat on my chest, and tried breaking my neck. And so when people talk about sleep paralysis, I was wide awake. There was no sleep paralysis about that. That's when I was introduced to kind of like a guardian spirit uh, that appeared for the very first time and protected me. And basically, I heard, um, you know, you need to get out of this house. And so shortly after that, I moved. I left that house. I left that energy there. And nothing like that has ever happened to me again. Are you now, since all these particular um, abilities that you have, are you now able to clear a situation like that as far as alleviating uh, yeah. the um, entity? Yeah, I do. Um, and that's what I want to do for people is I want to go to their home and identify whether or not it is paranormal. Mm-hmm. I mean, houses make noises. Yeah. Um, to identify if it is an issue to help you um, either make peace with if you two can cohabitate peacefully. Um, if not, I can help not only, re- um, you know, remove the issue, I can banish the issue, I can cleanse your home, and I can also prevent reinfestation. I can seal your home and put wards up that will prevent whatever was going on in your house of coming back. So over time, I've learned to be able to do that and banish things very, very quickly and put wards up and cleanse my home. And it's funny because I bought some night lights because my house is really dark. They, they're blue lights and it's kind of a twofer for protection because nothing malevolent can cross a blue light. Did not know that. That's good info. So you guys hear yeah. that out there? Blue light. Now, what, what kind of, does it matter what type of blue light? No, it's just, a, this is kind of like, it's they're um, blue LEDs that okay. you can find on Amazon. Got it. And they're they're reactive to light. So if your lights are on, it won't come on. Okay. So they have to have, and the one I have in my bedroom, um, every once in a while, even with the light off, even with the light on, it'll start to flicker. There's no bad electric here at all mm-hmm. that will make it. Like, I know something is walking back and forth around my bed because I have been tapped on the shoulder. I have been tapped on the back. Um, when I got my, when I got COVID myself, something was, I think it was either my guardian spirit, um, or something was rubbing my forehead to keep my forehead cool. And it was Mm -hmm. kind of comforting. Yeah. So nothing, I mean, you know, or once I've been grabbed by the foot and my foot was shaken and I've been woken up, like I have boundaries, Mm -hmm. like, and that's the thing that people, especially who do psychic work, you have to have boundaries with these spirits or they will bother you 24-7. Like, I'm sleeping. I don't want to be particularly bothered by your shenanigans right now. <laughs> so, so um, is there a situation to where have you, you know, encountered to where you're actually out and you see these apparitions or seeing uh, attachments to people 
you know, and then you go up and like, hey, um, you, there's you know? a thing called um, astral larva, and they're they're particularly nasty creatures that attach to your aura. They're the ones that feed your bad behaviors and your addictions. Mm. So I've seen those on people, and it's just like, oh well. And then it makes sense, especially if you have an encounter with that person. They're snappy about something. Yeah. So, um. There was a fact I read many years ago. It's like 35% of the people that you run into in your daily life, especially like say a big city like New York City and you're walking, Mm -hmm. 35% of those people are actually dead and they don't know it and you don't realize. Are you serious? I've never heard of that. Wow. That sounds creepy and scary as hell, especially in New York because, um, yeah, a lot of those people, I mean, they're, they're, in the physical form, they're scary. So imagine if they're actually, you know, sitting there dead and don't know it. That's, that's wild. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. There's, um, I've had people, you know, contact me to contact a relative and, you know, it's like, they're freaking out right now. Like they just, you know, the realization that you're actually dead. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it does taking us telling them that you in fact are dead. I'm sorry. And it's a shock to the system, especially when it was not expected. Wait, rewind that. So you're <laughs> having a conversation with someone and, and, and they don't know they're dead. But now are you yeah, seeing, are, are they in the physical form or is it more of an apparition? Is it more of a ghostly type figure or is it just like a... I can hear them in my head. Oh, I see. It's like, or I'll start to smell like an obscure smell. Like, mm-hmm. okay, that's not a migraine coming on. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, for me, I can hear them. Wow. I mean, I think the first time that it ever actually really happened to me is I was woken up and I could hear a bunch of screaming, like loud screaming, panic screaming. And then my dad wakes me up and he's like, you need to get up right now. I'm like, why? And he's like, um, plane just crashed into a tower. And that's the screaming that I was woken up to. Oh, wow. So yeah, just a bunch of screaming and crying and, you know, hearing people, I don't want to die. And just, yeah, yeah, it was intense that, and you, who do you, who do you talk to? You know, you can't like, yeah, okay, sure. That's when you need to go to a doctor, especially if you're hearing, hearing voices like that. This is not schizophrenia. This was. Yeah, it was not pleasant for me. I didn't even want to watch the I didn't even want to watch the news because why? I can so I can see it happen, you know, while I'm hearing them. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's wild. I Have mean, you ever been in a situation to where they're like, you know, you're obviously your parents are hearing you have all these issues and they're saying, "Well, no, she needs to be medicated. She needs to, you know, she's having a No, I'm, you know. I was pretty good at keeping it to myself as a okay. child. All right. Because I knew you know, um, that I don't know. They probably didn't know what, like being a child in the eighties, you know, you were that you were institutionalized for that kind of stuff. And I was even being a little child, I was aware, like absurdly aware of what happens to people. If you start talking about, you hear voices and that's kind of like something a six year old shouldn't ever like be aware of. Yeah, I guess that's what gets me about people and like, you know, off subject about 
I don't know, hearing that their five-year-old is saying that they're a boy or a girl. I'm like, you're acutely aware of a lot of things when mm-hmm. you're five, five and six. Yeah. Um, yeah. But being aware that you don't tell people that you hear voices or see things. Mm-hmm. I had an invisible friend that, you know, is was an actual, I guess, was a spirit. And to me, they were, you know, that's what, you know, invisible friends aren't always invisible. Like parents should start asking, you know, their kids about what does your invisible friend look like? Yeah, that's Just to true. make sure and start looking at obituaries that, hey, my kid's actually talking to, you know, the dead person that died yesterday or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, or, you know, if there's anyone who passed away in the home. Um, so I made myself a witchy kit. And it's items I take with me when I'm on a paranormal uh, excursion, if you will. Mm. Um, I take with me, I have. So um, most witches will have what's called an othame. It's a spirit ceremonial knife that we use. So we use it to cast the circle. And we also use it to, because there's like an invisible boundary between our world and the spiritual world. We'll use it, what they call to cut in back to the circle or to cut yourself out. You just don't want to walk over your barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, we use it, you know, it's a ceremonial knife. So I'll take that with me. Um, and I will take what I have is, I guess, earth-friendly um, blessing herbs that I made, especially if I, if I know that it's a burial ground. It has... Um, some herbs in it and it has a little bit of tobacco. Yeah. Um, basically to acknowledge the, the and the Native American spirits that were there that you're being acknowledged. Um, I'll take salt water with me to um, cleanse my shoes because I don't want to track anything home with me. And uh, yeah, so it's just, and it's um, offering herbs that I bring with me is an offering. Um, so one that the spirits are and have been acknowledged and we're here to investigate we're not here to be rude or intrude um just an acknowledgement and the time we had at the um cemetery it was okay i mean nothing happened to us a lot of weird stuff happened to us but nothing like malicious Mm -hmm. and you didn't bring any Um, unwanted spirits home did you no okay I made sure as soon as we left, I salt watered my shoes just to like cut the ties between me and the, um, so nothing could follow. So I always do protection spells on myself before I'm, you know, whenever I go anywhere. But this house, unfortunately, the apartment building that I live in, rumor has it, it was built on top of a burial ground. Have, have so, you have you had any of those uh, entities or spirits um, present themselves by any chance? Um, I took a picture of, like across the street from my apartment building, and there was like this weird, you know, you got weird vibes. Um, I just get weird vibes by the woods that are right next to me, oh, okay. like always. Um, after Thanksgiving, I we had a turkey and like the bits of turkey that were left over mm-hmm. that we were not going to eat. I took all of those and I walked down to like the entrance of the woods that I felt something was there and I left offerings. Oh, wow. I was like 
to acknowledge whatever is here mm-hmm. and the animals can eat this meat. And I didn't leave any bones because I don't want to hurt any of the animals. Yeah. But I always walk by when I do walk by and it's broad daylight and I know something's in there. I'll just give an acknowledgement that you have been acknowledged and seen and we should be cool with each other. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. So as far as uh, the services that you offer, can you tell um, the audience uh, about some of those? Because they might need those services. Um, sure. So the services I currently offer is I am offering in um, one of my groups uh, all the Reiki attunements that by the time you're done, you'll be a Reiki master as well because mm-hmm. you have to be a Reiki master yourself in order to do that. I'm also offering um, the same environment. Um, I am teaching people about crystal healing and what crystals are safe to use and how to use them. I'm also offering people how to use herbs safely. Um, I always recommend you you talking to your doctor before you take any herbs. I mean, these aren't any off the wall herbs in the first place. So yeah, I'm teaching that. I'm also um, teaching, and I have a group that's for um subscription it's like twenty dollars a month where you will get um trauma recovery and healing uh i'm certified in dialectical behavioral therapy and cognitive behavioral behavioral therapy so we do a bunch of um i help you with your emotional triggers and i help get you to the point that you can see the word that will trigger people but you will not have any feelings behind that word anymore. It'll just become a word. And I'm not talking about, you know, big trigger words that have like racial connotations to it. I'm talking about, um, you know, helping people with their PTSD so it's manageable. Yeah. I'm talking about um, if you hear the word, you know, miscarriage, it doesn't have any weight behind it anymore. It doesn't set up any feelings anymore when I'm done. I mean... And helping, like, you can choose to scroll past that post. Yeah. Or if you see that word, you're not going to fall into a pile of mush and cry and get upset over and not react to it. Like, if someone has a post, and I don't like trigger, I don't like trigger warnings. I like this post is like a a content warning is more suitable. Like, hey, this post is going to be talking about X. You may not want to read it. And being able to move on and mm-hmm. not be upset. Yeah. And that's a lot. And this particular um, group I offer, yeah, you're going to feel a lot of feelings and it's okay. And we're going to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. And I also offer locally in my area, the Portland area, um, going to your house. And if you have, you know, a haunting, I help you, you know, deal with it or remove it so you don't have to deal with it again. So, and how can they reach you? Um, they can uh, find me on my Facebook page, and also Linktree slash Silver Rain. Okay, man, this has been a, a lot of knowledge and a really good show as far as just the detail of what you're capable and able to do and the things that you've been through to uh, build, you know, mastery of different arts, you know, from Reiki to crystal healing to 
you know, psychology and, um, you know, utilizing all that to, to fight all these, um, unseen and, uh, you know, just people in general, you know, whether they're living or dead, you know, you're able to utilize these skills or whatever to help yourself and help people move through, you know, life, you know, which is really what it's all about at the end of the day. I was excited for this opportunity, like, you know, getting my name out there finally. And that was like a goal of mine. Because a lot of people don't like to talk about, you know, the negative or the bad things or the things that they've been through to, you know, help them, you know, become the person that they are and um, and, right. and uh, able to, uh, you know, fight through all that that they grew up with to be able to say, now this is where I'm at and I can help you, you know, with these particular, you know, things that used to plague me and plague, you know, a lot of people. And, um, you know, putting uh, labels on things as far as like, oh, you know, into demons, oh, this is a negative thing or into, you know, well, witchcraft, this is a negative thing, opposed to having the experience and talking and interacting with people who've had different, um, you know, uh, passages through life, you know, and, uh, you know, so you shouldn't be so quick to judge opposed to learning and knowing about the person to have these, uh, who's had these experiences because they're experiences that you may not ever have, but then you're able to take what you've learned and see what kind of person you are and be like, okay, maybe that's not a negative situation. Maybe I should look at this differently. And that's what I like about um, you and about what's going on out there um, that people are uh, touching all aspects of everything. Well, I know for me, so there's a lot of people probably heard, you know, you hear a lot about what's called shadow work. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is a deep dive into your psyche to start healing your trauma. And I know me probably, I don't, I want to say like 10 years ago would have never have dreamt of doing this just because not in a good headspace or the belief of negative self-talk. And we do that a lot. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of negative self-talk. And even though you're not saying it to yourself and you're having the audacity to bully somebody online, you're still saying it. And when you bully someone, that's a reflection of how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So you need to work past that and do a deep dive. And it takes you realizing that, yep, you know what? I am the common denominator in all the shit that happens in my life. How do I fix that? And... I'm not saying that, oh, well, it's your fault, especially if someone's abused. I'm not saying that it was their fault. I am saying, what is it about you that seems to attract that type of person into your life? Yeah, taking responsibility. You have to take a look of like, okay, well, I'm a negative person. I talk bad about other people. I don't feel that I'm worthy of anything. So... You have to change that mentality. You are worthy. And I want your, you know, listeners to hear that you are a worthy person. And when you recognize that, you can step out of your comfort zone in doing something like this. Because if you don't, opportunities like this are going to pass you by. And you're going to start to get jealous because, well, why, you know, why doesn't anything like that happen to me? Because mm-hmm. you're too busy focused on the negative. Yeah. No, that's very true. And 
I will psychology and be that therapist to people. Like if you're too focused on the negative and too focused on what other people have, of course you're not going to get it because you're too busy being upset and negative about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or when people think about like, well, how come I don't have the mansion or how come I didn't have this life experience because it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. It was for them. And now you need to go with after what's for you. That is and so true. I just, I don't, I don't get jealous. Why? That wasn't for me to have. Yeah. No, what am I going to do with a mansion except, you know, <laughs> fill it with things. You're too bit. You're going to be too busy filling rooms with things. And what? You're going to die. And then what? Your stuff is just going to go into the ether because you decided to fill your life with materialistic things instead of people that matter. Yeah, that's true. I don't get jealous. I don't get angry. I don't bully people online. I just, you know, okay, cool. You want to bully me? We're going to chat about why. And I don't give them the space. Mm -hmm. You know, I let people say what they're going to say. And then I move on with my life. Yeah. And that's all people want. People just want to be heard, even though it's mean and nasty. And there's some people that enjoy hurting others because they don't care that it's another person that you're talking to. That's true. That's true. So people it's like, do okay, better. Well, then do focus better on there. your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Focus on your life and what's going on than hurting people online. I think it's silly. Exactly. I'd say uh, hit up Silver Rain and uh, get some work done on yourself as far as whether you need crystal healing, whether you need a psychologist, whether you need, you know, just someone to talk to. Uh, I think will be beneficial. Yeah, let's let's do your shadow work and let's get on the road to recovery. Exactly, exactly. Thank you for joining me on today's show. It's been great talking to you and uh, very knowledgeable and very uh, informative. Um, you know, on all aspects of from the paranormal to uh, to life in general and to um, all the arts that you are a part of uh thank you again for uh being on strange darkness radio thank you for having me you are welcome and this is bobby i'm out i am buzz aldrin and I was the lunar module pilot on Apollo 11. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. No single space project in this period will be more impressive to mankind or more important for the long-range exploration of space, and none will be so difficult or expensive to accomplish. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. 
The truth is that we've never approved one, but there are things flying around up there that we haven't fully identified yet. And keep in mind, there are a, a, mostly a billion galaxies in an ever-expanding universe. I mean, you can't even get your mind around the sheer number of things that are out there. People still take seriously trying to investigate and figure out what that is. There are, uh, there's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. We can't explain uh, how they moved, their trajectory. Uh, they, they did not have um, an easily explainable pattern. When it, when it comes to aliens, uh, there's some things I just can't tell you. 